0: Who is going to the Super Bowl? We'll break down the conference championship games on this Football Friday edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for subscribing. Hopefully you are subscribing. Tom Jones, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with our producer Steve Verstick. And Rick, last weekend was your favorite weekend of the NFL season. This is mm-hmm. my favorite weekend of the year. Well, Sunday, I should say, is my favorite day of the year. AFC, NFC championship games. I like this better than I do Super Bowl Sunday. This is my favorite Sunday of the NFL season.
1: Well, I mean, who would have uh, who would have had these teams? New England, yeah, everybody would have had <laughs> yeah. them. But then after that, um, Philly. Maybe if you saw the way Carson Went started the year, but not not with uh, with Foles. And uh, you know, and then I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, really. No.
0: No. And I mean, the they go out Jacksonville
1: and they pick up, Jaguars. Nobody.
0: Jeez. Nobody had any. Uh, New England's the only one. And if anybody else says differently, they're lying. Because no one saw Minnesota after they lose. Well, they had already lost Teddy Bridgewater. Then they go out and they make this trade for Sam Bradford. Then he goes down. Then mm-hmm. they lose Dalvin Cook. So we'll get into all the, the uh, particulars in just a minute. But if anybody had more than one of these teams. In the conference championship, you're lying. I think they're, I think they're absolutely lying. Looking back, Rick, before we get dig into these, um, uh, into these conference championship games, which team? And you look back and I don't know whether it's Pittsburgh or whether it's New Orleans or whether it's Atlanta or the Rams or however, however you want to look back at it. Is there a team that's not here right now that should feel most disappointed about not being in the conference? Oh championship?
1: hell yeah. Is it the Steelers? The n- <laughs> no, the New Orleans Saints. A lot of Saints. Yeah. I mean, you give up a 61-yard <laughs> walk-off, really, uh, when you should have just been playing. Really, not just cover two, but had everybody on the back end. And I mean, the way that whole thing went down with you know the rookie safety missing the tackle and uh, the guy not going out of bounds like you would have expected him to, and actually you know running into the end zone. I mean, that is a horrific way to lose a game that would have put Drew Brees. And Sean Payton, who, by the way, was mocking Minnesota fans. Doing right skull? before the – doing the <laughs> skull. Skull, brother. I think of Walt Garrison. Doing the skull right before uh, that play. So, I guess, you know, karma's a bitch. But um, the, it, it just uh, – yeah. I mean, that's – look, I mean, Drew Brees isn't getting any younger. And I know right. what you're saying about Pittsburgh. That was – that was like – Ridiculous that you would let the Jacksonville Jaguars walk in there, punch you in the mouth, and go, Oh, you know, like this is a surprise. They did it to you earlier this year. Yeah, Thirty one to nine. I'm starting to think
0: they're I'm starting to think just Jacksonville's just better than the Steelers, and we shouldn't be all that shocked that the Steelers are not there in the Jacksonville Jag- they Jaguars. Play, they were
1: they weren't ready to ready play, Tom. They weren't They weren't ready to play.
0: Boy, and because of that, Rick, I don't know if you saw it in the last day or two, there have been some mm. there's been some noise out of Pittsburgh. They have some minority owners. Um, yeah. and it's a real small group. When I say minority owners, I mean it's like ten people who own like, uh, just a you know, just a couple of percentage points of the of the team, who are mm-hmm. who are, were supposedly going to go to Rooney, and Art Rooney, and, and and sort of plead that maybe Mike Tomlin be uh, be removed as head coach. I don't see that happening, Rick. But they did make a change with their offensive coordinator Todd Haley. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: because it was the forty-two points. Yeah, the weren't forty-two enough.
0: points worth. Yeah. And meanwhile you got a, <laughs> a defense that's given up 45 points and a defensive coach um he's supposed to be in charge of that defense. Here's the other thing Rick there I've read some interesting stories we don't, we don't need to turn this into a, a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast but there there've been some talk and you know Mike Tom a little but there's been some talk that look when he did that interview with Tony Dungy he was the one that brought up hey we want to you know we're looking forward to playing New England a second time the, That's in, right. In, and and all of a sudden last week there were some of the players. Now you can't get mad at the players, whether nope. it's Mitchell or whether it's Le'Veon Bell for talking about wanting to play Jacksonville or wanting to, to play New, New England, England when your head coach is doing it too. So there is this little bit of an attitude that that maybe he's lost uh, uh, some of the locker room or, or they actually are following his lead to a point that they didn't take Jacksonville seriously. They looked past him and twenty-one, nothing down in the first quarter, first, first sixteen minutes or whatever it was, certainly would would lend itself to thinking that, yeah, maybe maybe they weren't ready for that. You know,
1: I I like Mike Tomlin. I've known him a long time. I think he's a really, uh, you know, good head coach. But I I I don't know why. I will be honest with you. I don't know why just because it's Pittsburgh that he wouldn't get more scrutiny for for losing games like that. I mean, think about. Just in terms of the Hall of Famers he has on that team, Hall of Fame quarterback, potential one-day Hall of Fame running back, potential Hall of Fame wide receiver, I mean, they were better – in so many areas, you know, than Jacksonville. Hell, they're better than New England in a lot of areas.
0: Somebody made a point, Rick, the other day that they they figured out there could be three guys on the New England Patriots. I don't know if I agree with this or not, but it was somebody that I respect. I can't remember who it was now, but it was a pretty good football person. I don't know if it was Peter mm-hmm. King or in so, Monday morning quarterback or somewhere. They were saying they were. They made a case that there were three players on New England who could start on the Steelers. Just three. Incredible. One of them, and one of them is Tom Brady. And it's not like there's a huge drop off. It's between close, Brady yeah. And Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. It's not like Roethlisberger's a bum. I mean, they're
1: both going to Hall of Fame. So. Right,
0: but I mean, you got Brady, and you got and Rob Gronkowski, and there was like one other guy who would say. Right. And that's the thing. Like the Steelers' tight end, Jesse James, is pretty good too. It's mm-hmm. not. He's not Rob Gronkowski. So the point being that, and they also made the same point that if Bill Belichick was coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steelers might go undefeated
1: with that team. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that nobody would beat them. I mean, look, it wasn't a small thing when Mike Tomlin decides to go for an onside kick, which is, you know, there's been about three out of 45 this year that were actually recovered or something like that, with two minutes to go and three timeouts. You know, right. and oh, by the way, when two they... Time, I think there
0: were two timeouts. But yeah. two timeouts, the, timeout, the two-minute two minute warning. warning two-minute warning, yeah. So essentially
1: you're stopping the clock three times. Sure, and exactly. And you're down, at that point, you're, you know... You're down what a field goal?
0: They were down at that point. They were down seven, and then and, and then what ended up happening was that they screwed up the onside kick. That's right, and then Jackson would kicked
1: the field goal field and that made, up, it made it made ten. It a 10 point, so yeah. you end up losing by three. But yeah, I mean if you if you kick the ball deep and go three and out, you know at the twenty yard line or twenty five, now you have a chance to tie the game, and and um, you know it's you're not chasing that extra extra field goal that you gave up. So the thing about Mike Tomlin is I've always thought of Mike Tomlin as a great motivator. Sort of in the way you think of Pete Carroll, yeah. you know, not necessarily a great X's and O's guy. Well, I think he
0: was Bill Cowher. He's Cower. a he's a he's a, this, he's a CEO he's a version coach, of Bill Cower. right? Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, he you know what what is his philosophy? He's from a Tampa two system. They've never run that. Um, he has his own defensive coordinator. They don't have an offensive coordinator. He kind of just does the motivation thing. You know, he's 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 Iron Mike kind of tough guy over there on the sideline, yeah. tripping people on occasion. But <laughs> um, but I just don't I don't know. I don't know that you can put him in the category, even though he's won a ton of games. But I, I, you know, once you go, you go Belichick, and then you know who's your next great head coach in the NFL. I mean, I, I don't know that I don't know that Mike belongs in that. You know, I know he's won a Super Bowl. I don't know if he belongs in that in that class just yet. No, it's funny. He's he's won a Super Bowl. And he's he also
0: got to lost another the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, lost. Some. I mean, he's been to two Super Bowls in. in but a those teams Super
1: were pretty damn good when he took him over.
0: Well, and I think it's not so much what they've done, but it's it's like they haven't won enough. And, it's uh, and what they I think, haven't done, yeah, right, right. And I, I mean, and there are other coaches who sort of fall. Mike McCarthy is another guy in Green Bay. McCarthy's expectations one, are sure. so high that you and you you almost look up at the end of the day and say, "Wait a minute, you had you have Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in football, who who at times has played mm-hmm. the game better than any quarterback has ever played it, and you only have one Super Bowl to show for it." And I think mm-hmm. that's what's starting to ha- catch up with the Steelers. You look around and say, "Boy, they got." You got one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the league. You got the best running back, arguably, in the league. You got the mm-hmm. best wide receiver, arguably, in the league. You got all pros all over the place, yeah. and you've Offensive won. Offensive line. You've won three of your last eight postseason games. You know, and you're you mm-hmm. got knocked out by a a Jacksonville Jaguar team. So interesting times in Pittsburgh. Let's get to this AFC Championship game, Rick. And Jacksonville stunned me after they played Buffalo and barely beat the Buffalo. Seriously, they could have been taken out by the Bills in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Bills just had no offense whatsoever. And then they go into Pittsburgh, and Blake Bortles does just uh, – he wasn't great in that game. But he didn't make any mistakes either in, against the Steelers. And they somehow find a way. Rick, can they carry this into New England and pull off an upset that would be epic, would be even huge, uh, bigger than – the, uh, the Steelers upset. Can they actually use the same formula to beat the Patriots?
1: They're going to try. It's not going to work because I think Bill <laughs> Belichick is much better prepared um, for Leonard Fournette, and we'll, we'll find a way. He's going to find a way to make Blake Bortles make much tougher throws. I thought what, what Pittsburgh did, which was didn't make any sense to me, is Bortles had to make some throws on third down, and yet the coverage was so soft. They were playing <sighs> behind the sticks, yes. and, you know, the guy would run, you know, Basically, a hitch—you know—go ten yards and catch the ball, and the DB would backpedal fifteen. I mean, it just—you know—you're not going to see that with with a Belichick defense. He's going to—he's going to bring pressure. He's not going to give him the easy throws in the flat. He's not going to give him the easy hitches and things like that. He's going to make Bortles have to throw the ball and hold the ball. And you know, for all the like, New England doesn't have marquee guys necessarily on the defensive line, but they do get a lot of sacks still. I just don't—I don't see. How this, this week, they're not going to score 45. I don't see this week how they how they do it with just Leonard Fournette, who got a little dinged up as well. So Belichick, the defense, and I I still expect, you know, look, for all the talk about Jacksonville's defense, right, they gave up 42 last week. So they're capable of giving that up again. And I, I think that uh, – I don't think this game is going to be close, Tom. I don't know why. I just feel like New England is the class of the field, and they're going to show it.
0: I agree with you 100% on this, that New England will dominate this game. The thing that surprised me about Jacksonville, and the reason they might have a little bit of a chance, is that, and I I know what you're saying about Fournette, and he's dinged up a little bit. Their offensive line, Jacksonville's offensive line, dominated the Steelers' defense. Yes, they did. They moved
1: people. They
0: did move people, and I wonder if they can do the same thing to New England. This is not a great New England defense. I do agree with you that Bill Belichick has a way, and he's done it in the past where, for example, when they played the Steelers in, in recent seasons, where he said, all right, you know what? I know Antonio Brown's going to go crazy no matter how well we guard him. He's still going to make catches because he's Antonio Brown. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to shut down Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. Or And then the one year Le'Veon Bell got hurt, and then they turned their attention to Antonio Brown, and the Steelers couldn't do anything offensively. So he will figure out a way to say, okay, we're, we're going to have – Blake Bortles is going to beat us. It's not going to be Leonard Fournette. Unless that Jacksonville offensive line can move people, no matter how much you can – you know, you say, we're going to stop Leonard Fournette. I'm sure the Steelers had a plan to stop him too. And they just got has pushed a plan. Right, they got out, punched. But, right.
1: But let me ask you this. Is, is there a chance – and I know he's not the head coach, but is there a chance that Tom Coughlin is Brady's kryptonite? Mm-hmm. The Giants beat them in the Super Bowl <laughs> twice. Right, and and he, you know, sort of got in his head a little bit. Obviously, I mean, uh, you know, took some circus catches and yeah. But I mean, like you that.
0: mentioned that. No, but you talk about getting in his head and stopping that Tom Brady offense. This was one of the all-time great offenses ever, and they held mm-hmm. a, doing on the fourteen points in that Super Bowl. That, That's right. That, uh, uh, that they won. You so know, he's when they the X factor in this yeah. thing. Yeah. That's uh, a good point. I, I mean, it's something that could happen. But I agree with you, Rick. I, I don't see New England slow being slowed down by this Jacksonville defense. Jacksonville, they're quick. They like to rush the quarterback. They can get after the quarterback. And Roethlisberger's a different animal than Tom Brady. The Roethlisberger stands Great. back there, looks for a lot of long throws, deep throws. He'll stand back there for four or five seconds. He'll turn the ball over. And they, and they did. They had two costly turnovers in that game. One was a fumble return for a touchdown. Another one was practically... Uh, you know, in in the end zone as it was with an interception. They ran one point point. Well, it's a
1: bad play calling on fourth and one. There was a lot of things that could have turned that game. But you're telling me we're agreeing that the New England Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl? Good Lord, what am I going to write this time? (laughs) More about how long Tom's going to play in his vegan diet or whatever the hell he's eating these days. And it's going to be all about the palace intrigue and gronk. I don't. I'm out of stories, man. I know, but I'm here's. Just, the, I don't know what to write.
0: I know, and I I understand where you're coming from on this, but Rick, up until New England came along, there have always been arguments. You can you can go throughout sports and you can say, well, you know, the the Yankees of the of the 1920s were mm-hmm. one of the great organ. You know, were they the greatest dynasty ever, or what? The Big Red Machine of the 70s is that mm-hmm. the greatest? baseball team of all time and in football there's always has been this argument is it the Steelers of the 70s or was it the 49ers of the 80s or the or the Cowboys of the 90s or the Packers of the 60s there's always this argument in all sports the Celtics had a great dynasty but then the Bulls came along with Jordan there was no there is absolutely no argument that can be made that we are not witnessing the greatest franchise and the greatest
1: Oh, hello, I got one. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Who? They cheated twice. You ever heard of Deflategate, the most recent one, or Spygate, the one before that? I don't remember the 49ers stealing signals from anybody.
0: But nobody was stopping them from stealing them either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) so you're not cheating, you're not trying, is that what you're saying? I mean, seriously, two other Super Bowls.
0: Rick, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and and I loved the 70s Steelers, and up until... This recent dynasty by the Patriots, I would have argued that the Pittsburgh Steelers with ten Hall of Fame players—that doesn't even count Tony Dungy or their, or Coach Chuck Noll—I'm talking—they yeah. had ten players, five on both sides of the ball, and a couple of borderline Hall of Famers, and I thought that was the greatest. But you know what? That team was full of steroid users. They were. I mean, their, half their offensive line was was on steroids.
1: Everybody, But everybody else something. could have done it, too. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. Everybody else could have, you You're could not have telling spied me on everybody the sidelines. Defla- oh, they on. could have. No one was stopping them. Brad Johnson, you wrote a story. Brad Johnson's scuffing up the balls the night before the Super Bowl. <laughs> Am I right?
1: Well, it wasn't just him. He actually got with Rich <laughs> Gannon, and they agreed that they needed them all scuffed up. But that's neither here nor there. Um, look, all, all I know is the boss has five Super Bowl trophies, four with Montana, one with Young. New England has five Super Bowl trophies. They're, they can't get six, can they get six, Tommy?
0: There, this Ugh. is. I'm telling you, and well, and you could look back and say, well, look, they won a, they won a couple of Super Bowls on last second field goals, right? And they won another Super Bowl that they should have never won if Pete Carroll didn't have a complete brain cramp and try to throw <laughs> the football at the one yard line with the best running back in football behind the, behind the the the, the quarterback. Um, so the, they also they,
1: lost one with a guy with you know with gum on his helmet and stuff like that
0: <laughs> Velcro stuck to his helmet yeah exactly, exactly. I mean, But but Rick I don't understand this is the greatest dynasty the, and the and the great thing about this dynasty if room, they win if, if they, they win, win if they yeah. win but they the thing win. is other than Tom Brady and Belichick there is it's not like they've had like the Steelers of the 70s it was the same team for four four yeah. out of six years. And for yeah. the, the San Francisco, it was a lot of the same guys. And for Dallas mm. and the Packers of the 60s, it was a mm. lot of the same guys. Other than Brady, he's had different people every year. I don't know that there was anybody other than Brady who was on the first Super Bowl winning team that's no, on no. this team right now.
1: Not a chance. It's, the only constants are Brady and Belichick. That's right. it.
0: Right. They win this game, I think they win it big, and I, and and they go on to the Super Bowl. Uh. The, the I know I'm sorry. The end. Now Jacksonville would be a great story, but I just don't see how. I I just don't see how they pull it off, Rick. And the funny thing is, is is here we are in the AFC Championship game, and you got Blake Bortles. I'm not even sure they want. If you ask Jacksonville uh, deep down, do you want Blake Bortles to come back next season? <laughs> I think half the people would say no. They want somebody else to be their quarterback. But I not... tell you what, they have no fear. This is a trash talking big oh, yeah. walking swagger they I mean oh, they're I they're gonna love come in. the way they handled the Steeler game
1: yeah and I mean and you know I mean I will say this that in New England they're not taking these guys lightly they're making them say sound like you know the the Pittsburgh Steelers I mean they are yeah. um so they're not going to take them lightly but this is the year too where you know who says you need a franchise quarterback to make it to the Super Bowl oh New England does but everybody else <laughs> they don't have anybody at quarterback that you would have picked before the season right no, most of no, these guys you'd have said were weren't as good as Colin Kaepernick, who didn't get a job.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. This is an outlier year, Rick, because I think most years you look at it and look at the final eight teams, and it's usually
1: Manning, franchise, Manning, yeah, franchise Brady.
0: quarter, franchise quarterbacks all over the place. Russell and, Wilson, yeah, yeah. And this year, not not the case. Not only do we have Jacksonville with Blake Wilson now let's move to the NFC and two other quarterbacks mm-hmm. that nobody expected to be here, and what a weird just. I mean, just to follow the whole trail of Sam Bradford and Nick Foles and Case Keenum, and they were both Case Keenum and Nick Foles were teammates in Los Angeles, and then, or you know, at the time, with those St. Louis, um, just a weird um, domino, uh, domino of effect of how these quarterbacks ended up where they are, and now you got wow. Minnesota and Philadelphia playing each other, and they're the two Tom. best teams in the NFC, but nobody thought they'd be there.
1: It's six degrees of Jeff Fisher, you know, my favorite ex-coach of the Rams. Consider the fact that not only did he have both these guys, Case Keenum and Foles, right, both NFC Championship quarterbacks, didn't win with either of them. He also had the new guy. <laughs> he also had the rookie this year Yeah. that that won the most games in the NFC West. Um, so yeah, that's just my, my shot at uh, Jeff Fisher. Uh, today, who's but, not
0: getting a job, by the way, from anybody? Just oh, like but he just wants to
1: let everybody know he is still <laughs> interested in coaching, in case you know right. anybody wants you, him.
0: In case you have an opening,
1: yeah. This this game here, Tom, and I mean, there's a there's a good question to be had that we can maybe answer is like just in terms of you know Philadelphia been to one Super Bowl. You know the team, I mean the city, the team. I mean, they haven't had a championship, a world championship, and well, I guess their last one would have been what the Phillies. Probably
0: Phillies, yeah. Back in two thousand eight, when they beat the yeah, uh, when they beat the race. So,
1: so it would have been them. And then, um, you know, and then then you have the Vikings and the Vikings, four Super Bowl tries, all losses, right? Yeah. So won a Super and,
0: Bowl the and, most. I, I'm not, I'm trying to figure out which is the most cursed team of the two, or which fan base has had it the worst. And I, I think it's I think it's Minnesota because they've gotten closer and they've had better teams over the years because they've gotten Philly. to the
1: big game and lost them all, right? Right. right.
0: Not only that, but they've also. You could make an argument they have the the best, other than the New England eighteen and 0 team that that lost to the yeah to the,
1: the fifteen uh, Giants. And one yeah, yeah
0: that the fifteen and one Vikings might have been the greatest football team to never win a Super Bowl yeah that's and true they and they although they eventually they would have run into um, Denver yeah which was really good that year too so. But I, I would I would say, Rick, that Min- I lived in Minnesota for three years, and they wait for something to go wrong, which is why I wrote a column saying, <laughs> you know they're going to lose. It's funny wait, because— Wait a minute. You
1: can't say that anymore. I'm sorry. You can't say it. Did no, you, did you, you say- see <laughs> Stephon Diggs running away 61 yards on a walk-off? But this the, is The what curse happens. is broken. No, it's, it's broken. It's not because not broken. Because the thing is, they were going to lose that game, and it would have been Heartbreak Hotel again for them. But instead, they they put a new end to the movie. They they ran into the tunnel. The place went crazy. Have you heard the replays? I've it was heard the to most improbable, since. the miracle in Minnesota. You can't have a same year where you say, "Oh, something bad always happens to the Vikings." When they're actually celebrating the miracle in Minnesota,
0: it's just a setup. It's the second act. There's three acts <laughs> to this play. It's, it's funny, and here's how I know because so wait, I, wait I, how I wrote,
1: about they get to the Super Bowl and lose in their hometown? Go. Wouldn't See, that be I wrote, worse?
0: I wrote this. I wrote. I wrote the column saying. Okay. Oh, this unbelievable! Who believe? Who thought they would win this? It's the curse franchise. Now they go to Philly, where they're going to lose in Philly. So I got a bunch of emails from Minnesotans who were saying, "How dare you!" But I got one in particular. The guy goes, "You are a complete idiot." I don't know what happened. You know, if Paul Bunyan spit on your dog or what happened. (laughs) He said, "But you are so wrong." The fact that the Minnesota Vikings won that game, they they will definitely go into Philadelphia. And the reason you're an idiot is you don't realize it's the Super Bowl we're going to lose in our, state, right. in our home state. That's this, right. He, it was the greatest debut. He totally set me up. He set said, you up. It yeah. said, This is how this goes. Rick, they're the better team. I I do believe Minnesota is the better team because I like mm-hmm. their quarterback better than I like Philadelphia's quarterback. But I do wonder if they're, they have this. I don't know how the emotion plays out. Maybe not at all. Maybe the last week's game will have nothing to do with this week's game. Maybe they'll look at it and say, "Hey, there's no way we lose now, right?" Mm-hmm. Uh, or they look at it and say, "Wow, they're you know they it they become too overconfident and and they're they're such on such a cloud nine that they don't get up for this game. I I don't know. I'm not sure what last Sunday's game, if anything, means to this Sunday's game.
1: I can't imagine Mike Zimmer's team not being prepared for any game, um, but it is a big high to come down off of. I'll give you that much. You know, uh, having said all that, I mean Philadelphia. Look, their fans were gripping last week. I mean, all they knew. Everybody thought they were going to lose. The Philly fans thought they were going to lose. Um, they kind of made a big deal about being underdogs as number one seed. But you know, they're they're kind. I don't even know what Philadelphia's expectations are. I, I think Philly fan would be like. This really isn't our year, but, hell, I hope we win and go to the Super Bowl. But I don't even know that they'd expect to win it, you know, against New England or Jacksonville, for God's sakes. I mean, it just doesn't, just doesn't feel like they're going to go on that kind of a run. Um, but And I think Minnesota's just a better team. I mean, I, mm-hmm. like, I like everything about that. I like their receivers better. I like their defensive line better. Um, and I And I think that you can probably do a better job of making the Eagles one-dimensional – and and really putting pressure on on Foles more than you can Case Keenum who has come through in under pressure. I mean Case Keenum's come through, you know, every test. And um I if if you're if you're the Minnesota Vikings and they shut down the run and you gotta rely on him, I think you're pretty confident with Stefan Diggs and Thalen that you're gonna be okay. So, you know, I, I just I think this is Minnesota's game. But it will be interesting because the emotions Look, that's a tough place to win up there in the NFC Championship. I mean, they know how to win NFC Championship games. They don't know how to win Super Bowls.
0: When I look back at what happened last weekend with both of these teams, in the Minnesota game, they were the better team than New Orleans for much of that For much oh, of that yeah. game. And it was oh, the yeah. second half. New Orleans come flying back, and they took the lead. And, and yet... You know, there was they needed a field goal near the end to to take the needed lead. needed an
1: interception know. and yeah a lot of things right had so been. a lot
0: of things had to had to go right for New Orleans to get back into that game but I thought Minnesota handled themselves pretty well I look back I'm still not sure how Philadelphia won that game and, and so when I look back I am Hollywood,
1: four of the worst calls I've ever seen at the eight yard line
0: yeah, yeah that's true too but I mean, even still, they, they scored ten points Atlanta scored ten points I mean even well, if yeah. he scored one one more touchdown it's seventeen that
1: will so win the game at least.
0: Like I look back and I felt like Minnesota won that game. I look back and I felt like Atlanta lost that that game. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. fair to Philadelphia. No, I
1: think it's very fair.
0: Yeah, and so when, when you're when you're sort of trying to break down this game, it feels like mm-hmm. Minnesota did more to get there than Philly did, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, it absolutely does. So that for that reason, we both agree that we like Minnesota.
0: No, I'm picking Philly just because it's Minnesota. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I think something's going to happen, and I do think that Nick Foles. The more playing time he gets, the better he's going to be, and and I Tony Dungy,
1: case, I'll give him credit. He's the only guy that said on uh, on NBC that day. He goes, he Nick Nick's going to play good. He's going to be fine. It's a really good football team. I like the right. fact
0: for Philly that it's in Philly. If he had to go to Minnesota, there's no way that stadium. Right. And I, it would actually be a better story for the NFL if Minnesota makes it. It would be because home it, team. You mean home team, home team, getting back to the Super Bowl, have it be mm. in Minnesota, the perpetual loser. The, we've I've always used, and people in Minnesota used to say this all the time, it's it's apropos that Charlie Brown, the 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 guy who created Charlie Brown, Charles Schultz, is from Minnesota and from Minneapolis. Because Lucy th-
1: keeps pulling the football as away. Lucy
0: keeps pulling the football away from him, just when he thinks like this is uh, this is going to be the time I finally kick the football, only to be disappointed and end up flat on your back. And it would be a great story if Minnesota were to get to the Super Bowl in their home stadium. But it's... uh. I just, don't, I just don't think it happens. If Carson Wentz were, were playing in this game, Rick, would you feel much differently about
1: Oh, I'd pick the Eagles all over the place. Yeah, they were dynamic as an offense. They're not now. That's the thing. I mean, and yet these are two defensive teams. I mean, these are two of the best defenses in the league, right? Yes. So you wouldn't expect a high-scoring game. I, I would not. You didn't get it last week with Atlanta, and Atlanta was very explosive at times. So, I mean, I, I think it's going to be one of those, you know, 2017-type, uh, kind of slugfest. So I, I don't, you know, I don't really know how else the game would go. But um, but I'm interested in that. That's going to be good. Now the first one is is the AFC Championship. Yes. and then the nightcap is is the NFC.
0: Right. And New England. We both agree New England will win big, and then we we both. Agree that the second game will be close. You're just taking. You me. like Philly. I like Phil. I just no. I don't like Philly. It's just that I don't like Minnesota. That's that's okay. I just I just think and it's see, gonna be it's something's gonna go wrong just because. I
1: that. I think I'm gonna be in Minnesota talking to Crazy Fran Tarkington.
0: There you. That would be awesome.
1: Who was right about Josh? Okay, Freeman. now
0: I'm now I'm hoping Minnesota gets there just so you can
1: do remember that. that interview on radio. That was awesome. He talked. Ta- that was back in the hey, Josh, Josh Freeman, Freeman is day. god awful.
0: God awful, and that thing blew up. And we, to this awesome. day, to this day, people still bring crazy Uncle Fran. <laughs> that was good stuff. Well, You're if that happens, Chuck maybe Muncie. maybe we can get we can get. Uh... We can get uh, Fran on the uh, on the absolutely. Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks again to our producer Steve Versnick. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check us out on Twitter at Rick Tom podcast, at NFL Stroud at Tom W Jones. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the conference championships, and by the end, uh, by the next time we talk to you, we'll have a Super Bowl ready to go. So take care, everybody. Hold
1: up.